All right, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to Fun on Weekdays podcast. It is episode 23. Can you imagine that? It's crazy how fast time has flown by. I, quick little reminder, am from Cleveland and 23 is LeBron's number. If you're curious my takes on LeBron, I am still a fan of him, regardless of if he's in Cleveland or not. Anyways, uh, if you're new here, my name is Jenna. I come out with episodes every Tuesday. I'm on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. And if you guys are feeling like a little extra nice today and you want to give me a review, I would love that. Unless it's a one-star review, keep that to yourself. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, honestly, any review that I get is is good for me. I love getting feedback every time I do an episode. And lately, especially these past two episodes, I've gotten so much feedback from you guys. It seems like you really enjoyed the topics of these episodes that I've done. And I think going into 2022, just taking more of your guys' advice and talking about the topics you want to hear me talk about. So with that being said, today's topic is for all of my sad girls out there. (laughs) No, today's episode is all about breakups. We've all been there. We've all gone through heartbreak, and if you haven't, I'm so jealous of you because, honestly, it's really, really tough. And I know going into the new year, everybody, I I keep saying this. I hate that I keep saying going into the new year, but I truly believe that, like, beginning of the year, it's your time to look at life in a different perspective and to make conscious changes to how you're living your life. And so if you're going through a breakup or dealing with some heartbreak I hope that this episode gives you kind of a different outlook and also serves as a reminder that your emotions are completely valid and there are so many people out there who are struggling with the same thing as you and so if you can put on this podcast and it gives you a little bit of comfort and makes you feel a little bit heard that is my one and only goal um I did just start a Facebook group as well and we're approaching 10,000 people you guys we're like 2,000 away from it and that's insane to me um, the whole the whole purpose of the Facebook group is just to kind of create a community where you guys can all chat with each other. You can get connected to other people who listen to my podcast. Um, you can talk networking. You can talk moving to new cities. You can really talk about anything. And especially with this topic, I think that we could all benefit from each other by talking about heartache and how we kind of deal with that loss because it's such a normal thing that everybody goes through. And especially in your 20s when you're like, there's so much pressure to find your partner and to find your your wife or your husband and like dating has so much pressure and it just becomes so much more real when you are in your 20s and it it can take a huge toll on you like truthfully being in a relationship can be the best thing ever it can bring you so much joy so much comfort you can let your guard down and just be fully yourself and so vulnerable and then you can also have relationships that like maybe it's not your person and you just really really want them to be your person you're holding on to like those good memories but in reality it's very toxic it causes you a lot of stress it causes you so much anxiety you're changing the person that you are and what you want out of life because of the relationship you're in and I think that's honestly the the toughest type of breakup to go through and so today I just kind of want to talk about it because I've been through breakups I two two mainly um and really only the first one hurt the second one was all me i was like i'm gonna kick him to the curb he's so fucking annoying (laughs) i can say that now because 
We were dating long distance and I found out that he had been cheating on me and sleeping with girls the entire time that I was in college and he was in Austin. So we, we can get to that point, but that's not the relationship that I'm talking about today. Today, I kind of wanted to talk about my six-year relationship because it's played a huge, huge role in the person that I am today and just like who I am, I think. Um, And if there's one person to talk about dealing with heartbreak, I think I would be a great person to give advice because it took me three years, truthfully, to get over this relationship. And even still now, like I, I love this person. I will always love him. I'm not in love with him though. And so that's why I'm able to make this episode and to talk about my previous relationship because I am over it. I am very, very, very happy now. (laughs) Uh, I'll just leave it at that. I'm very happy now. And I did for the past three years take like active steps to help me get over that relationship once I realized that like it was never going to happen again. And this just wasn't my person. And no matter how badly I wanted to, I was never going to date him again. And I think there's a lot of people that struggle with this. So Let's just, let's get into it. I guess I'm going to open up to you guys. Um, so if you've been here for a while, I, I talk about this six-year relationship a lot. And the reason is not because I dwell on it and I'm like resentful of it. It's because I cherish it so much because it helps me grow into the person that I am right now. And I, I truly look at it as like an integral part of my growth as just a human being. So the backstory. We started dating when we were in eighth grade, which seems like illegal. Like, what the hell? I am not letting my kids have boyfriends or girlfriends until they're like 16. And actually, it's ironic because his parents didn't allow him to have a a girlfriend until he was 16, but we were 14 when we started dating. We were like just such good friends in middle school. I always had a crush on him, and then we started dating. And then we just grew up together. It was great. I mean... We went to every single high school dance together. We got our driver's permits together. We got our driver's license. We turned 18 together. We went to prom together. He was truly my first everything, um, quite literally. (laughs) Quite literally. And so because of that, I had like a very, very strong connection to him. And he was my best friend. And I think with that, when you're growing up with someone, you revolve a lot of who you are and your values and your goals and like what you see in your future around that person, especially when it is such a long-term relationship, regardless of age, because I'm looking at my relationship now and I'm like, wow, I was a child. Like I didn't know what this relationship actually was. That wasn't a real relationship, but at the time it felt very real. I thought that he was going to be my person. And so when we graduated college and we were kind of figuring out like, where are we going? um, He went to a school that was almost two hours away from me. Um, I went to Kent State and he was in uh, Pittsburgh. And so it was nice because we had some distance, but it was still accessible. So at least like once a month we would see each other. I would go there, he would come here. And I mean, it, it was good. We got space, we kind of got to like live our own college experience. But I do think that I revolved a lot of like my decisions um, after high school kind of around him. I picked a career that I thought would like suit um, us together if that makes sense um i knew i wanted to be in fashion and i'm not going to share like every single detail about him because this episode isn't about him it's really about like my takeaways from the relationship but i wanted to work in fashion and work in pittsburgh because i thought that that was where he was going to live not because i actually wanted to live in pittsburgh but because i thought that if i got a job there it would mean that we would stay together 
But realistically and honestly, I wanted more for myself. I always wanted to work for Sherry Hill. And that was one thing that I kind of like held myself back from was what I could see for my future. Because if I did the things that I really, really wanted to do, I didn't know if we would be together or not. So basically what happens is we go to different colleges. We kind of do our own thing. And throughout the years, uh, we dated for two years in college. We broke up a little bit in freshman year. Um, I oh my god talk about a fucking glow up oh my god it was honestly like in those moments that I kind of wish I had a heartbreak right now just so I had the post breakup glow up because my hair was so long it looked so good I was so fit I was so on top of my schoolwork honestly yeah but then we got back together (laughs) then we got back together things were good um it was just kind of like a short break a few months and then we broke up for good at the end of my sophomore year of college. And I will take full responsibility for it. Um, I think oftentimes you're in a long-term relationship and over the years you grow into different people than you were when you first started dating. And maybe the people that you grow into are no longer as compatible as you once were when you started being together. And I think that is kind of what happened. I think we started having different interests and. I honestly just was like really, really insecure. And I think that we showed our love in different ways. And the way that he showed me his love, and I may be putting words into his mouth, I assume that he loved me. I don't know. (laughs) I definitely did love him. He was my first love 100%. Um, The way that he showed his love for me, just it, it wasn't enough for me. And I hate to say that because I just was truly so insecure. I was the type of person that I needed verbal affirmation from him. I needed him to say like, I love you so much and I don't ever want to picture my life without you. I want to get married after college. And I really, really needed him to say like, I want to propose to you when we graduate college. And I would ask him all the time and I would pry for the answer that I wanted. And looking back, I would get so upset when he couldn't give me that answer, but it was so valid for why he couldn't. We were literally 20 years old. And even if he were to say, Jenna, I want to propose to you when we graduate, did I actually want that? Or did I want like the idea of that? Because so much of my, so much of my relationship was built around the idea of the relationship because I loved it. I loved the idea of marrying my high school sweetheart. I would look up statistics all the time i would look up percentage of high school sweethearts that get married percentage of high school sweethearts that get divorced and i'm like i'm not gonna be part of that statistic i'm gonna be the part that makes it out and they have the fairy tale ending and a percentage of high school sweethearts who go to different colleges and stay together i wanted to be that statistic so bad that i ignored like the issues in my relationship And I allowed myself to be like really insecure. And so going into my sophomore year of college, uh, I wanted that validation and I I wasn't getting it. And at a time where I was very insecure in myself, um, I did what a lot of people do. A lot of people make the mistake of doing is not expressing those feelings, but rather finding another way to find validation and attention. And I'll kind of leave it at that. You can make your own assumptions. Um, Actually, no. You know what? I'm already here. I'm already telling you so much about my life. I'll just tell you. I kissed another boy, okay? I kissed another boy who had a crush on me. I kind of liked him, but honestly, I just really liked the attention that he was giving me. It was like 
a different kind than I was getting and, and it made me feel good. It made me feel validated and pretty and it made me feel like somebody really liked me when I didn't feel like the person that I was dating did. And that was my huge, huge, huge mistake. I will say one thing about cheating is, and even though it wasn't like I had sex with somebody, it was like emotional cheating for me because I was never kissing somebody for like the physical part of it, honestly. Like I didn't want to kiss somebody. I just wanted to feel important. I just wanted to feel good about myself. Like somebody liked me and thought I was attractive and wanted to give me their attention and time and energy and so I found that and what I realized is being the cheater is so much worse than being cheated on because you don't have any control over the situation if you are cheated on you get the decision of whether you want to forgive the person that did that to you and be with them and work through it or if you want to walk away and my ex-boyfriend respectfully rightfully so chose to walk away and I had a really hard time dealing with that because it's honestly I thought it was going to be pretty easy to talk about this but it is kind of hard to still reflect on that relationship because it is such a huge part of my life and not because I'm hung up on it but just because like it takes me back to kind of a really sad portion of my life and so for anybody who is going through a breakup right now trust me I like I really understand how you feel but I what I was gonna say before I started like getting a little teared up (laughs) if you're watching this you can see my eyes are like a little bloodshot but um I had a really hard time dealing with it because the breakup wasn't on my terms and that might sound really selfish but he walked away and I didn't have the chance to like redeem that relationship And so I dealt with the guilt for years of like, I wonder if we would still be together if I had never done that or if I had never told him because I did tell him about it. Um, Not that like that made it better or anything, but I always dealt with the guilt. Like it was my fault that the relationship ended and I never really allowed myself to get over it because I just kept thinking like if I make it up to him, if I show him that I changed as a person and I would never make that mistake again and I learned from it and I'm growing as a person, if I can show him that, then maybe he'll come back and maybe we'll be together because what if he is my person? And for three years, that was my thought process. Three years. And now I'm sitting here and I'm like fully healed from that but oftentimes I felt guilty for even being so heartbroken because I was the one that truly broke my own heart like I was the one that made that decision that ruined our relationship and that was something that I had to deal with and oftentimes when people ask me what's your biggest regret in life it's not that I kissed another person it's that I hurt somebody that I loved like I hate living with that I hate thinking that I hurt somebody and now because I you know like ruined my trust with this person now he might take that trust to his next relationship and now he might have like insecurities with that and I also can't speak for him by any means because he might look at this situation and be like oh fuck her like I don't care about Jenna I don't know if he feels that way um we I will say we were part of the same group of friends growing up and it was kind of hard because 
when we broke up, it did almost feel like mm, the guys I almost felt like were his friends and the girls were my friends. And so it was like a little awkward, but then I just kind of realized over time, like it really doesn't matter. They were all my friends, but yeah, I mean like the friend situation itself was difficult too. I honestly forgot what I was just talking about. (laughs) Anyways, okay. So going back to at this time in my life when I was insecure, sophomore year when we broke up, I was living in a sorority house and I was seeing all of these people and girls around me were going to date parties and they were doing all of these things that I felt like I was missing out on my college experience because I had a boyfriend and I felt like I was being the person that he wanted me to be and not like who I wanted to be and that is just my opinion. Like I don't, that's my own fault if I lived that way. He didn't force me to do anything. But uh, so essentially I centered a lot of my life and like I said, my goals and just who I was around him so that when he did walk away and we broke up sophomore year of college, I was just so incredibly lost, so lost. I can't even like fathom the girl that I was when we broke up. But the thing was that I masked all of my pain and hurt because I had an incredible opportunity right after the breakup to move to Austin, Texas and do the internship for Sherry Hill. So this was summer 2018. I had been fresh out of a six-year relationship. I just lost a huge part of myself and I was questioning like, who even am I? Who is Jenna Palick? Like, what do I want for myself? What kind of person do I want to be? Not not who did he want me to be, not who did I want to be for him, but who do I want Jenna Palak to be? And so that first summer after we broke up was very, very hard because I just kind of like up and left. I wasn't around my family who could kind of help me get through the, the breakup. I wasn't with my friends who could also help me get through the breakup. And I was interning with nine other girls that I had just met. And I think the most beautiful thing about it was that I was forced to be out of my comfort zone and being around these girls, I made new friends. And ironically, we all ended up being in breakups at the time. Besides my roommate, Gretchen, she had a long-term boyfriend. Actually, no, no, she had a boyfriend. Yeah, she did. Um, And so we were all kind of going through it together. And it was a really great time of my life where I was like, okay, I'm putting myself out of my comfort zone. I'm working for this designer that I'd always wanted to work for, but I never actually thought that I would because I kept questioning, oh, well, if I do work for her, like what will happen if we're long distance, we might break up. And so for this first time in my life, I was putting myself completely first without having to think about anyone else. And it was, it was awesome. So that leads me into this. A breakup, it can be really sad, but you know what else? It can be an opportunity to do the things that you kept making excuses for why you didn't. Whether that's, I didn't want to apply for this job because it's in a different state, long distance, just like myself with like the Sherry Hill thing. Um, If you maybe, maybe you dressed a certain way because you felt like your partner was judging you and you never really felt like you could express your style because it wasn't their style. It wasn't the image that they wanted you to be. Or maybe you didn't post on social media the way that you wanted to. I think about myself and I really like restricted the person that I was because I felt like I would have been judged if I would have made like YouTube videos, even though I was super into watching them or vlogs or I mean, TikTok wasn't around at the time, but like Instagram, I think to myself, I wonder what would have happened if I would have started doing this sooner. And I think part of the reason that held me back was 
what will his opinion be of me if I do this? And even now, I mean, I think in the back of my mind, I know he sees what I post. I know a lot of people that know him, that are friends with him, follow me. And I know stuff that I say about him gets back to him. And I still do have that kind of in the back of my mind of like, what does he think about me? But now it's like, I don't really care because this is what I enjoy. So it's more of like a good thing now rather than something that sets me back. This is also your opportunity too. If like maybe you weren't friends with certain people because your partner didn't want you to be friends with them. They didn't want you hanging out with them. They were insecure about that person. Uh, This is now your opportunity. Who cares? You can be friends with whoever you want to. You can spend any of your time with anyone. And that's a really great thing about being in a breakup is you are only living for yourself. You're not living to please anybody else. You're not living by anyone else's rules other than your own. This is also your time if you're in a, in a fresh breakup to try new hobbies too. Maybe there are things that you wanted to do when you were in a relationship, but your partner wasn't interested in those activities. Well, now it doesn't matter because you can do it on your own or you can do it with a friend or you know, like you can branch out, you can try new hobbies and trying new hobbies too is a really great way to just take your mind off of the breakup itself. Like keeping yourself active and distracted for me was honestly the key. And a lot of the way that I did that was during the weekdays, I would keep myself active. So I wasn't just laying in bed after I got off of work. I was like going and doing something so that I wasn't just letting my mind wander and being completely festered with like my sadness. Um, And then The last thing I wanted to say, which my sister touched on in my most recent episode with her, I think it's like two episodes back, is you have the rest of your life to find a partner, to get married, to live with somebody, to start a family. And right now, in your breakup, in your single years, this is your only time to only live for yourself. You don't have to think about anyone else's opinions, anyone else's values, only your own. And with that being said, when you're single, I highly, highly encourage you to date yourself. I talk about this, whether it is with like your friends or in a romantic interest, but dating yourself, you learn so much about yourself, not only what you are looking for in a relationship or what you're looking for in a friendship, but also what you can bring to that new relationship as well. So when I say You need to date yourself when you're single. What I mean is, think about it. If you were meeting yourself for the first time, you're going on a date or something, or you were like romantically interested in yourself, would you date yourself? Would you? Like realistically, think about it. If you weren't yourself, would you date yourself? Would you be into you? And if the answer is no, like what makes you think anybody else would want to date you? But this is the whole thing is it doesn't matter if anybody else wants to date you because you don't need to date anyone because you have yourself. So if you want to go and see, you want to go to the movie theater, you want to go get your nails done, you want to go get a massage, you want to go watch the sunset, you want to go have a picnic, all of these things that are typically like date activities, go and do it by yourself. It is truly so empowering And in those moments that you're like alone with yourself, that you can spend time alone dating yourself is when you like really truly feel the most growth personally. And during that time too, I really encourage you to to turn your phone off too. Like don't be distracted, just be alone with your thoughts and be present in the moment because it is like truly the most empowering feeling ever. I love doing it and oftentimes I need to remind myself to do it more. And so... Even just doing this podcast itself is a good reminder for me. 
everybody if you followed me on TikTok for a while you know I am a huge huge fan of live streams whether I am doing my makeup I'm getting dressed I'm cooking dinner just doing something completely absurd I think live streams are super fun it's a great way to engage with followers and it can also be super educational as well with that being said I wanted to let you know that Macy's hosts their own live stream every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. It's hosted by beauty experts and style gurus. They have a live style, which is all about showing you new products that come into Macy's, how you can style it, how you can elevate it, what the trends are for the season. And they also have a live beauty where they show you new products that come in, how to apply it, and they just teach you while entertaining you at the same time. I am manifesting becoming a host for this live stream. So Macy's, if you're listening, I'm crossing my fingers for 2022. Until then, everybody check it out. It's at macy's.com forward slash macy's live. Okay, on that note as well, the longer that you date yourself, the more you realize that you can do all of these things by yourself and have more fun and enjoy it more than you would with somebody else. And the more time that you date yourself, the higher your expectations are for your new partner because you realize then you don't need someone else to enjoy doing these things. And like the next person that comes into your life, they aren't going to make the enjoyment. They're not going to be the person that makes the activity fun. They're just going to like heighten it. But regardless, take them out and you can still have fun by yourself. And that's the, that's the whole point. That's kind of really how it relates back to fun on weekdays. Next thing I wanted to talk about were some ways that you can cope with your heartache because... Obviously, it's a lot of overwhelming feelings. Some days are a lot harder than others. And these are just kind of like my tips of some things that I did in order to get over it. And not even like get over it, but you know what I mean, deal with it. So the first thing is find friends that make you feel comforted and make you feel like you can open up without being annoying to them. Uh, I think this is really important is... We've all had that one friend where you start to tell them about like the drama in your life or you're telling them about how you're feeling and then you can just kind of sense that like they're over it and they're annoyed Um, and then you just kind of feel closed off like you don't want to talk about that topic with that person anymore because you feel like your emotions and what you're going through is almost a burden to them and so I really really encourage you to find friends who don't make you feel like that. Your friends are meant to be there to support you And I think, also think on the flip side too, if you have a friend who is going through heartbreak, try to be the person that you would want them to be for you. Just like put yourself in their shoes and even if you can't empathize and feel exactly how they feel, just try to a little bit because that's what helps make your relationship a lot stronger too is like having those vulnerable moments where you can open up to your friend and that's what takes it past that surface level friendship. The next thing, and I've talked about this before, I've personally never been to a therapist, but I am a huge advocate for it. That, Like I said uh, in one of my episodes, I am making going to a therapist one of my 2022 resolutions. I think especially with relationships, if your friends or the people around you or like even your family, they know your partner, it can be hard to give advice that is completely unbiased. 
And oftentimes you like don't want to ask your friends or your family for advice because what if you end up getting back together? You don't want to completely tarnish their opinions of your partner. Um, And so talking to a therapist, it's a third party person who has no bias. They can just listen to how you're feeling and help you validate those emotions and also just kind of help you heal and talk about things because even just talking out loud about how you feel is in itself healing. The next thing, and I started doing this about a year ago, is to find a safe space. And this could truly be anywhere. It could be like a place in your apartment building. It could be um, a parking lot. It could be a park. Just find a space that you can go to that you feel safe and comforted and you can just kind of unload all of your emotions. For me, I would, if I was ever really sad, really angry, just really overwhelmed, I had a lot of anxiety, just an overwhelming feeling of emotions, I would get in my car and I would go drive over to this park in downtown Austin. I've made a few TikToks about it, but it truly helped me so much to just like get out of my living environment. And just go to this place where I know that no one around me is going to see me just unload all of my emotions. Whether I wanted to cry or scream or sing my heart out to a sad song in my car. Going to this place, it honestly just like, it made me feel safe. And it helped me cope with those feelings. And along those lines as well, I would bring a, a notebook with me to this park that I would go to. And I would sit in my car and I would write out exactly how I feel. And just writing my emotions, like the active act of writing how I felt helped me validate it and helped me think like I'm allowed to be upset, I'm allowed to be heartbroken. And then I can also use these notes to look back on to see how much I've grown as well. Because seeing progress and seeing how much like your mindset has shifted after a breakup really helps too to see like, okay, it's been two years, I'm not fully over him. But if you read like, these journals of how you're feeling right after the breakup versus two years after the breakup, I think that can really help you as well. Um, Another thing that I did, if you're like me, listen, I'm left-handed, okay? So if I am writing with pen, I am smudging every single word that I write in my notebook. Also, spiral notebooks freaking hurt on your wrist because it's like indenting you as you're writing. So one thing that I also did was Instead of texting my ex every time I wanted to talk to him, because obviously if you have this person in your life that you talk to every single hour of every single day, and then all of a sudden they're gone, you still want to share like what you're doing with somebody. So that's where that feeling of loneliness and wanting to talk to your ex or talking to somebody who like understands you comes. And so when I first moved to Austin, I was obviously starting this internship. All of these things were going really great for me. And I wanted to share all of these experiences with my ex. But I knew that if I had been texting him this entire time, not giving him any space wasn't going to make him want to be with me anymore. It would honestly just overwhelm him. It would annoy him. And in my mind, I thought about that. But now I think it's just better for you to just not continue communication. Like, taking time away and just reflecting completely without messing it up by communicating to that person, it's just gonna prolong it. But one thing I did was instead of texting him is I would text in my notes app on my phone. And so every day, every few days, every other week, and as time progressed, I would type in there a lot less often. I would literally date it and I would say, this is what I did today or 
it, it could be as simple as that or it could say exactly how I was feeling about the breakup or things I missed about him or specific memories. It would just be my open space to reflect and like get all of those feelings out but without sending the text. And now it's incredible because I look back on that notes app and I look at those messages from 2018. I'm like, what the hell? Like that is so cringy, Jenna. Like, thank God you didn't send that text to him. And I can look back at those messages now and just see, wow, I have really grown so much. Not only just where I was at in life, like professionally and personally, but also just my mindset of the relationship has completely shifted as well. And it's really good to see that progress. It truly is. This is your opportunity to try a new hobby. I really think that doing something that can help get your mind off of the breakup is truly like key. Keep yourself busy, whether that's going on a walk, going to watch the sunset, like I said, going to try a new workout class, joining a book club, anything that's like a new hobby that you can be passionate about that can give you something to look forward to is going to help your days go by faster and it's also going to help you just feel more fulfilled personally. Finding friends too. I said at the beginning it's important to find friends that can make you feel comforted but also I think there's a lot of value in finding new friends who are also going through breakups and at the beginning of this episode I mentioned that I'm going to start like a support group essentially for people who are going through heartache right now and I think that would be a really great way is to lean on people who know how you feel and you can just talk it out and you can come up with ideas of like how you can get through it together and how you can support each other and just ways that you can keep your mind off of the breakup and onto more positive thoughts. So last thing is remember the issues of the relationship and why it didn't work because ultimately you broke up for a reason and it can be so so easy to hold on to good memories or videos or pictures and I think it's important to appreciate those memories and don't forget them but don't hang on to them and let them be the reason why you can't move on because ultimately the relationship ended for a reason and the likelihood of those things changing so that you can come back together and get back together is not very high. So remind yourself of, you know, the issues. I now want to move into <laughs> some of my personal mistakes. Some of these are like kind of funny if I'm being honest. Uh, my first one, and this is pretty deep actually, is I spent so much of my time trying to do things after we broke up to impress my ex-boyfriend. I got the internship at Sherry Hill and I wanted to post things that I was doing so that he would be impressed by me and he would say he's proud of me. Like because I had always been insecure and I had always wanted the words of affirmation, truly what I wanted from him was just to say, Jenna, I'm so proud of you. And I just wanted him to see that I was becoming a better person. I was taking active steps to like be better so that he could be with me. But now I realize like, when you do become the best version of yourself, you no longer hang on to those relationships. So I spent a lot of my time doing things with the intention to impress him. And when I wasn't getting his attention and validation, I wasn't grateful of where I was at in life because nothing was enough. Like truly, none of my successes were ever enough. I was never like happy with who I was because it didn't feel like it was good enough for him. And then over time when I stopped using his his opinion of me as a way to measure my success I started realizing like wow I've done a lot of incredible things that I should be proud of 
And like, I should just take a second to reflect on it. I mean, even me sitting here right now, it's crazy to think about the growth that I've had since 2018. And I think that's honestly probably my biggest mistake is I did a lot of things hoping that he would see it. Um, And I mean, like, he can't get away from me right now, right? Like, I have this booming podcast. I'm all over TikTok. A lot of his friends follow me. Like, he can't escape me. I'm in his face. But the thing is, I don't look for him to be like, hey, love your TikToks, you know? Like, what is that going to do? Because at the end of the day, I want to be proud of myself. And I stopped putting pressure on him to be proud of me. So that was probably the biggest mistake that I made. Uh, Another mistake, guys. Oh, this makes me hit my forehead. Closure does not exist. It is literally an excuse to see your partner again with the hope that it's going to reopen a freaking can of worms. Because I can tell you with confidence that every single time I said, I just need closure from him because he broke up with me. It wasn't on my terms. Like if I just could show him that we could be back together and everything would be good and I got closure everything would be fine and I could move on. No. No, because the only person that can give you closure is yourself. And the only way you get closure is the contentment and acknowledgement that you are never going to be with this person again and that you are better off without them. That's such a hard pill to swallow. It really is. Even saying it, like, mm, I don't know. Every time I wanted to see him, I would always be like, oh, closure. (laughs) But really, I wanted him to kiss me. (laughs) And I'm like, if he kisses me again, like, he'll probably, like, probably hook up. And then he'll be like, wow, I miss her. And then he'll catch feelings for me again. And then we'll probably get back together. That was truly the twisted thought that was going through my head. And so whenever you have this instinct that you're like, I need to see him again because I need closure. We just need to talk it out. No, you don't need to talk it out. You need to literally get over it yourself no one is going to fix your broken heart other than yourself no other person that sounds so harsh Ugh, that sounds really harsh but that is something that i made the mistake of and so every time that i would see him it would literally prolong the breakup like if i would have just completely cut it out i would have like stopped trying to see him i would have stopped trying to see him at the holidays and stuff and like secretly been wishing that we were going to make out on new year's eve Three years ago, um, I probably would have been able to get over him sooner, but it was because I kept keeping him in my life and I kept trying to find excuses of ways to see him was that it took longer. Checking their social media, you waste... Okay, think about it. If you spend 30 minutes a day, whether that's like five minutes going through his Venmo transactions or 20 minutes going through his recently followed on Instagram, you see this cute girl and you're like, who the hell is this? And then you click on her profile and you're going through her tagged images and you're trying to find her visco and then you see a picture of her on visco and she's holding hands with a guy and you're like oh my god those veins in his hand look really familiar and then you're going through your camera roll and you're like oh my god is that his hand okay stop literally stop i did this and my ex-boyfriend wasn't even active on social media so i was honestly just trying to be like an fbi agent trying to dig up some dirt and i couldn't find anything but i wasted so much time trying to find it Another thing I did, which is so messed up, it's honestly, (laughs) it's messed up to the point that it's funny now, was I changed my hinge location. (laughs) Saying it out loud makes me sound crazy. I changed my hinge location to where he lived because I wanted to see if he had dating apps. And I honestly just wanted to see what his dating profile looked like. I'm like, 
is he using pictures of me that I was in that he cropped me out of? What are his prompts? Is he funny? Like, what is he putting out there for other girls to be impressed by? And I wanted to see it so bad because I thought that it would help me feel better just to know. And then I found it. <laughs> I did find it. Uh, truly, I did find his hinge profile. And it made me feel like shit. And I was like, I don't even want to feel, like, I don't even want to see this. It made me feel sick because I was like, I'm being so invasive right now. I have no right to be looking at this. I am not growing at all. I'm being stuck and fixated on this. And truthfully, every time that I spent time trying to look him up on social media, it made me feel worse. It wasn't helping me get over him to see what he was doing. It didn't make me feel connected to him. It, it made me feel even more distance because I had realized that we were totally different. And even after like a year apart, he had different friends that I didn't know. He knew different people. He was doing a different job. Like he has different interests. And so the more that I stalked him and the more I found out about him, the less I actually did know about him. It's really, it's a really messed up thing. So yeah, just stop doing that. Honestly, blocking people and unfollowing people on social media. Yeah, it can totally be like petty and immature, but if it's helping your mental health to not have to see that person and to not have to like, spend all of your energy thinking about them, then do it. I mean, we unfollowed each other for a while and now we're on good terms. I mean, now we're just kind of, you know, like cordial. Um, and now I like to see what he's up to. I'm going to be honest. I like to see. And I'm, I'm sure he probably likes to see what I'm up to too. And um, yeah, for a while, it, it definitely it, it definitely did help. So that was a mistake I made was channeling a lot of that energy towards something that happened in the past rather than using the time that I was spending on social media towards doing something that was gonna better myself for the future. Okay, another thing, another mistake that I made was trying to go on dates right away um, because <laughs> I had been dating the same boy for six years. So going on a first date was like incredibly terrifying for me, like a lot of anxiety because I forgot how to flirt. Like I didn't have to flirt with my boyfriend for six years. I only flirted for maybe like the first year and a half. And so it, it did cause me a lot of anxiety regardless of the validation and like ugh, made me feel good for about an hour, made me feel pretty and wanted. But then at the end of the day, I was sitting there and I'm like, I don't like this person. I'm going to end up ghosting them. I might end up hurting their feelings. And for what? Just so I can feel a little bit better about myself? Because after I felt better about myself, I felt like shit about myself. Because I was constantly comparing that person to my ex and I realized I'm not emotionally available. I should not be trying to date right now when I have no intention of actually trying to date these people or even like hook up with them at the very least. Like I didn't want anything out of them. I just wanted like comfort. I just wanted a person. And I kept trying to find comfort in other people rather than comfort in myself. So that was a huge, huge mistake. Another thing was just going out every weekend with the intention of meeting guys. And this doesn't even mean like going on dates. It was just, I would go out every weekend. I'd put on a hot little saucy outfit, something that my ex-boyfriend probably wouldn't want me to wear, but something that I felt confident and good in. And I would go out thinking like, I'm going to meet a cute boy out tonight. I'm going to get guys to buy me all my drinks. That was truly the goal. The goal was never to enjoy the time that I spent with my friends. It was literally just, I determined the success of the night based on if I met someone or not. And I hate that I did that because I think a lot of my friendships for that reason, we're surface level because I we would like all go out together and then we would split off and like find guys. And then we would text each other in the morning like, ah, met blah, blah, blah. 
but I never actually took the time to get to know these girls and had I done that I probably wouldn't have been searching for the validation from guys because I would have found comfort in the girls that I was surrounding myself with that were supporting me through this time if that makes sense so that was just another thing too like I didn't get over my heartache by going out every single weekend and meeting a new guy. I got over it truthfully by taking time to myself during the weekdays. And this is literally how it ties back to fun on weekdays is after work, like I would work nine to five. So I would have eight hours of my day that was strictly kind of like focused towards working and yeah my mind would wander for sure sometimes and I would take random naps and I would like go on random walks and I wasn't actually working for eight hours a day but having a job and a schedule did help me get my mind off of the breakup but then when the day was over I didn't want to do anything I would lay in bed I didn't like my job I was single and I didn't have any prospects and I thought that was like a bad thing because I was bored and I was like ugh. I just want to like someone again. But then I was like, wait a second, I can like myself. So then I started doing things alone and I started making new friends that also wanted to do those things with me. And then I started literally loving my life. And all of these things started flourishing in my life. And it was at that moment when I like finally got over him because I was like, I don't need him for the happiness of my life anymore. I have all these things going on that I have to be grateful for. And then randomly, I got blessed with... An amazing person because I was finally fully ready to like be open to love again and I was fully healed I was no longer dwelling on the past on a relationship I was no longer taking anything from that relationship into my next one and that's truly when it worked out and now I'm so happy so I think like taking away the pressure of trying to find somebody new is also just a huge thing because you're never gonna replace that person And I made that mistake. After I got out of that six-year relationship, I thought that I needed to date somebody who was completely opposite because I was like, all right, well, it didn't work out with that person because he had these personality traits. So let me try and date somebody who's completely opposite. And I did that. And my second year in Austin, so summer 2019, I met this guy. And um, we started dating in the summer. It was just like a little fling. And then when I went back to school for my senior year of college, he was like, let's stay together let's do long distance and I'm like eh, I don't really like you that much but okay let's do it I didn't like anybody else so it was like I'm not really losing out on anything so I dated him my whole senior year and then quarantine happened and then I was like oh I'm moving to Austin and because I'm going to be in your city I don't want to date you anymore and then like we broke up and I found out he had been cheating on me the whole time that's what I said at the beginning of this episode that I was going to get back to but I realized that I didn't even care that he had been cheating on me because I didn't even like him like Literally, I didn't like him. I just wanted to like him because I wanted to be over my ex. And I realized that that wasn't healthy at all. And I probably ended up hurting somebody else in the meantime of that. But I mean, it's it's kind of justified though because he was sleeping with other girls. So whatever. But um, yeah, like I thought that dating somebody different and trying to find somebody else to fill that void was going to help. And it, it didn't. It honestly made me feel worse. So I know it's really uncomfortable to be alone, but like it is so liberating. It is so empowering and like, oh, it's so fun. I like almost wish I could be single again just to do it again. (laughs) Like, no, I'm just kidding. I don't want to be that. But truthfully, like your breakup is what you make of it and it can be a huge glow up in your life mentally, physically, emotionally, 
or you can sit around and you can let it eat you alive and it's really about your mindset of how you want to deal with it and there are days that I had that mindset of I just want to lay in bed I just want to cry I just want to be left alone and that's okay but then the next day it's a new day dust yourself off get out there and do something fun for yourself these are just kind of like my wrap-ups is the only person who can fix a broken heart is yourself and I wish that there was some type of timeline or some type of navigation tool. I don't even know the right word. I wish there was some type of advice that I could give you that would just guarantee that you would be over your ex in a week. But that's, it's not realistic because it just takes time. Like time is truly the thing that healed me most and putting myself first and realizing that the amount of time that I dwell on this relationship is the amount of time that I'm going to lose of my life enjoying it. So it's all about mindset and for anybody who's struggling with this right now just know you're not alone I am here to help you get through it and there's a lot of girls and people I shouldn't even say girls there's a lot of people that listen to my podcast who are also wanting to help you get through it too I do want to do another episode about dating in your 20s because once you finally are over that heartache and you're kind of open to love again you want to like let your guard down again going on dates in your 20s um I could do like five hours worth of that we could talk about dating apps we could talk about first dates we could talk about ghosting we have a lot to talk about there um so that'll be for another episode and I'll just kind of like leave you guys with this my fun weekday idea for you this week is to take yourself on a date I feel like that's very fitting and don't be on your phone during it. Whatever you do, it could be like a 30-minute date. It could be 15 minutes. It could be three hours. Don't be on your phone. Just be present with yourself. The only time that you are allowed to be on your phone is when you take a picture of yourself on your date and you tag me. <laughs> you tag me and my podcast Instagram, which is Fun on Weekdays Podcast, on your story so I can see that you are enjoying yourself and you're having fun alone because you don't need a boy to do that. Like, <laughs> Boys are so 2021. Okay, and another idea for you is to just get in touch with your emotions. Whip out a journal or whip out your notes app and write down today how you feel, what is going on in your life, what is your job, how do you feel about your job, are you single, are you in a relationship, what are the struggles, what are the challenges, what are like your biggest insecurities, what are your biggest um, accomplishments of this year, what are your resolutions, Write anything and everything down, put a date on it, and then go into your reminders app and put a reminder on to check this journal entry or your notes app in one year from today. I think that a year from today, what even what even is today's date? Well, when I'm recording this, it's January 12th, but I think technically, God, I don't even know. I don't even know the dates. Okay, so... January 18th, 2023, you are going to look back on this and you're going to see how much you've grown and seeing how much you've grown is going to be motivation in itself. So that is my idea for you this week. Tag me in it, please. I love to see people getting together with new friends or like taking these uh, advice on things to do to kind of like maximize your life and change your mindset with that being said i love all of you guys so much i hope if you're struggling out there this helped you a little bit um and yeah i'm here for you and there's a lot of people that are here for you so lean on them for help and support and join the facebook group too
All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll talk to you next Tuesday.